Hello and welcome and good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome to episode 14 of the AG podcast. Uh, I am your host today, the Ash Kona 9, and on the podcast today I have got the usual Jaminator. Hello Jam, how are you? Evening mate, how you doing? I'm alright, thank you. Good, 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 that's good to hear. And uh, live from the Emerald City, we've also got Bertie. Hello Bertie. Yes, Greetings from the Emerald Isle, I'm delighted to uh, make my debut on the uh, podcast. Um, you've had some great guests and I hope I can live up to their uh, their standard because you've had some great guests on so far. Good, good, good. Well, it's good to have you uh, on today. Um, just to give you an overview of the podcast today, we're obviously going to do the usual run-through of the league, so the Premiership, Championship and the League One. Uh, we're also going to have a look at the League Cup, which is nearing about 70%, 75% completion. Um, and then we're going to have a little look at the uh, recent transfers and the BFAs um, that have gone through recently. And I mean, at the point of recording this, you know, the the, pod, um, the BFA that's happening on the Thursday night at the moment is will, uh, will be coming to an end. So we'll sort of get immediate reaction to that as well. Um, we're then going to move on to uh, the listeners questions. We've had a few listeners questions in. So thank you, as always, for those. Um, we're going to get those answered and then we're going to do a little getting to know Bertie. Uh, obviously, some of you know him a lot more than others, but we'll get his um, we'll fire over some questions to him uh, for him to answer. And then we will focus on the golf club um, that obviously uh, has come to a conclusion with the Ryder Cup uh, just last weekend. Uh, so, again, we're going to fire over to Bertie on that part um, as uh, as the winning, I think, the vice captain. Vice-captain vice captain of indeed, the yes. Southern team to win. So, uh, yeah, we're going to fire over to him for that. But let's have a start then of the Premiership. Um, and I'll just run down the uh, the lead board at the moment. Obviously, Berger is top of the league, unbeaten. Um, how long for? We'll wait and see. Uh, you know, But he has played a few. He's played eight games. He's won six, drawn two. And then... I'll run it down so it then goes Belonga, Paul, Aaron, Jam, Joe, Jaxi, Ryan Jones, myself, Welser and Bonzi. Um, although myself and Wells are down there, um, I think, well, myself particularly, I'm a few games behind everybody else. Um, so, I mean, obviously, let's start with you, Jam. You know, you occupy, you're in the premiership like me. Um, I, I think you played Burger, didn't you, recently um, in the league? I might be mistaken. Tell me if I am. Um, no, just looking at, I think you did, didn't you? Play him. Um, what what happened? What happened in those games? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I played him recently. It was it was a bit frustrating, really. I mean, the first game was three three. Um, again, that was fair enough. It could have been could have been uh, a win for either of us. So draw was fair. Um, but to be fair, that the second game he won three nil, and oh, it was just so frustrating. It really was frustrating. I, you know, I can't fault him. He took his chances. It was fine. But if, again, I, I, I don't got it written down anywhere. But if memory serves, I think I had about 11 shots on target as well, and um, yeah, didn't didn't manage to score. So it's my own fault for not being clinical enough. Um, and ultimately, it's cost me because then I uh, I've lost a couple of games on the bounce as well. I mean, I mean for me, Berger, you know, we have a bit of a, a bit of banter and stuff. But you know, he, he deserves to be where he is. I guess um, he's, he's up there for a reason. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I obviously I know there's still a long way to go in the league um, this season um, in terms of games. But Bertie, are you surprised to see Berger um, after eight games unbeaten still this season? Given it's a very strong competitive league, um, are you surprised to see him go the first eight games 
unbeaten or is it not a surprise, I suppose, after last season? Um, I'd have to say it's not a surprise after last season. Like, he, he is the champion and he has strength in his side. Like, he won uh, Hulk, I think, in a, in a BFA and, uh, like, he has a really strong side. Like, I played him recently. I usually can give him a decent game, but when he got his improved side, I played him recently and he just wiped the floor with me. I, I can't see anybody getting close to him this season, to be honest with you. I, I thought... Uh, Maybe Jammer yourself might do well. You never know what Belongia. Sometimes he can, he can be good, but at this early stage, like he's got a lead, he hasn't lost any games. I really can't see anybody beating him. Yeah, I mean he's also just looking at the uh, the goal. He's actually got the best attacking record and the best defensive record in the league um, so far. So it is a strong start from Berger. Um, you know, obviously he did it. He done well last season, won the league. Um, whether, whether there's a two or the long way to go this season, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see. I think he's got, you know, some of the players that are in that division. I mean, I've said this before. I think people can take points off each other in that league. I think it's a very competitive league and it's a very strong league. Um, so, you know, I mean, by the time the next podcast comes along, it may well have changed. But, I mean, I'm just looking here as well. He's also seven points clear of Belonga in second. Um, although, admittedly, Belonga does have two games in hand. So there could be a bit of a points uh, gap uh, developing soon. But we'll wait and see. We'll see uh, We'll see how it fares uh, in the next few match days, I suppose. Um, just moving down then. So we'll move on to the championship. Um, and obviously yourself, you're in this league, Bertie. Um, I, I will. I will just run down the league. So obviously, Malian is currently top. Buncey, Packfish, Harry, Tans, Riverman, Storm, yourself, Payne Wiles, Jeff Anthony, and Goldenbeard uh, is the current league standings. Um, how? Just quickly to start things off. How? How? How are you? Uh, how do you fare your chances this season? Uh, obviously, you've played six, won two, drawn two, and lost two. Um, do you feel you can push on towards the top half of the table looking for promotion or do you think it will be mid-table um, this time around? I think I'll end up mid-table. Like if you look at, if I look at the league table and I, I look at every player that's in it, I look at Bailey and I think, okay, I, I, I'm probably going to lose to him. Maybe he might get a point out of him. Every other player in the league, I think, ah, oh, I can beat that guy. I can beat that guy. And then I look up again and I think, oh, he can beat me as well. So there is no, I think it's going to be really, really close. And I bet we'll find by the end of the season that the difference between the promotion playoffs and the relegation playoffs, that would be a very, very narrow gap because I think there are so many players that are so even in this league. And Tan's coming into it has thrown a real spanner in the works because he, he's, uh, he came in with a really poor team and he, he, he's built his team. He's been very active in the transfer market. He's got, a, he's got a few players that he likes in. He's got a style that he likes. And um, I played him last night and he absolutely smashed me. And I have what I think is a good team. So uh, it's going to be very interesting, but I, I think it will be very close. But I can't see anybody but Malian winning it. He, he just... Uh, He's got that time finishing. He's uh, just playing great stuff, and he's a good team. So uh, he, he was favourite with Riverman in the preseason bookies, and deservedly so. I think I think he will finally get back to the Premiership where he was relegated a couple of seasons ago. That's my take. Jaminator, obviously, we're we're looking in from the uh, from the, uh, the division above. Um, would you agree with uh, Bertie's um, 
Bertie's opinion there. Yeah, I think, again, you're right. Regardless of the fact that the time shot's probably going to get nerfed, I think that Mark will get promoted. I think looking down the leagues, I mean, it's a difficult one. I mean, Harry sort of, I think Harry beat Bunsey possibly or, or drew to Bunsey or something maybe. I, I might be wrong in that, but Harry definitely gave Bunsey a game. So I don't think Bunsey will necessarily stay second. I think for me, now obviously, you know, we made our predictions last time round. Now Tans is in the championship. That does change things. Because, you know, he, ultimately he is going to get a better team quite quickly. Um, and I think that for me, he will 100% go up this season, back in the Prem next season. Um, and I do think Bertie will sneak into the playoffs as well and he'll come back up. So that, that would be the, the three I see going up. But, you know, you, you just never know over the season how, how things are going to turn out. Um, one thing that is uh, is quite interesting, uh, you know, sort of Golden Beard was one of those I think I tipped initially to uh, to go up and... Again, to see him bottom of the league with only three points, something's really gone wrong there. I mean, he's not won a game yet, um, yeah. so it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird one. Um, and, and, and you say, you know, Jeff Anthony as well. I mean, you know, we were both in the same group for TFI the other night. Um, you know, and bless him, I think he shipped 17 goals in three games. Um, so I think you know he obviously needs to uh, to sort something out as well. So yeah, I, I think the championship. It's like Bertie said. I think everybody's got the everybody can beat everybody you know, in that league, whereas in the Prem, I think it's not the case. And in League One, I think it's not the case. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how it ends up anyway. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think I think Malian will go up this season. I think he's um, I think he's by far the best FIFA player in that league. Um, you know, he's got the use of the time finishing out onto a tee um, and he wins points just through that on its own, um, you know. So... I expect Malian will go up. Um, Tans, yeah, you know, you've mentioned it there that you know Tans is going to be is the wheeler indeed on the site. You know he's going <laughs> to buy uh, players um, that are going to strengthen his team. Um, you know, I mean, he's just brought in. We'll have a little look in uh, later on in the podcast at recent transfers. Um, you know, but I know he's just bought. I think he's on Yukuru back um, to his uh, his team. Um, you know, obviously, big big fan of that player. Um, so you can expect Tans to be up there. But, you know, as you've both said, anyone can beat anyone in that division. And I think you're going to see the gap between the relegation playoff and the promotion playoff is going to be so tight that it, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't surprise me if it went down to the final two, four games of the season. Um, you know, I really, it really, really wouldn't surprise me. But, um, yeah, Malian to definitely go up from the, uh, the championship um, with Tans. And that third place, not quite sure yet. Uh, obviously, by the time the next podcast comes around, we may well know, uh, have a bit more of a clearer picture. Um, moving on, we move on to League One now, that obviously none of us occupy um, this season. Um, and uh, Red Rhino is currently first in the league. Now, I remember a few seasons ago, um, Jam, when you were slagging Rhino off uh, <laughs> for being bottom of the division. Um, I don't think he'd won a game. And... Now he, uh, if he carries it on, he looks like he could well end up getting promoted to the championship. I mean, one one thing I will say on that. So, and it's something that he he references to a lot, and Bertie will back me up on this as well. And the fact that he keeps whinging that people are saying it's because of the team, it's because of the team he's got, it's not him. You know, it's all about his players. I get that. Obviously, he he ha- first thing he has definitely improved as a FIFA player. Would you agree, Bertie? Absolutely. Yeah, he he is he is absolutely. You know, he, he's improved sort of you know attacking 100 percent. he was always he'd have shots but they were just you know it was really not very clinical at all um 
But you, you can't ignore the fact now, obviously, with today's transfer, his front three is Guedes, Gnabry and Rashford. <laughs> you know, and, and let's be honest, that's, that is the front three of dreams at this stage of the Fantasy League. There is no front three better than that at all. Um, hand, you know, hands down, it just is what it is. Um, and, you know, CDM-wise, he's got Lerma, he's got Ndidi. He, you know, he's, he's got a really, really, really strong team. Um, and I think... You know, it's obviously paying dividends because, you know, like you say, he's top of the league. And um, long may it continue because uh, it's better than having him whinge all the time. I don't know what you think, Bertie. Um, I think I think he's worked hard at his game. Like a few seasons ago, um, say in the last FIFA even, I would play him quite regularly, as you know. And I'd win three out of the four games and every so often I would give him a thumping. But this uh, FIFA, he's winning three out of the four games and he, he, he's learning new stuff the whole time, Like he, which sometimes works for his advantage. I, I, I'm going to embarrass him here because uh, he played a match against Wizfox the other day and he's obviously worked out now that LB and Y is a lofted through ball which he obviously never knew before. He's, he's obviously been practicing this a lot because he cleared the ball up to um, Rashford, who was just inside uh, Wiz Fox's half. And for no reason at all, because I couldn't see any player, he tried, he pressed LB and Y for a lofted through pass <laughs> from just inside the other person's half. And do you know what happened? Because it was Rashford, he lobbed yeah. the goalkeeper for 45 <laughs> yards and scored a goal. <laughs> But uh, he has improved. Now, I think he has a lot of uh, tough games left. Like, he's got the likes of uh, Wins, uh, Danger Mouse, uh, you know, to play yet. So he's got some tough games to come. But um, I-, I think he will definitely get promoted. But but I-, I do fear that he will crack under the pressure and he might not actually win the league. But I think he will definitely get promoted. I will, just, um, I will just quickly run down the, uh, the rest of the league as it stands. So, obviously, Rhino is top. Is then followed by Wins. Danger Mouse, Joby, Burnsy, Tunners, Diodex, Bry, Emotional Worm, Wizzy Fox, and Soggy Cabbages. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the top two there that are there at the moment, Red Rhino and Wince. Wince, definitely. Um, and Rhino, obviously, he's had a good start to the season. If he carries that on, I'd expect those to be the two that automatically go up. And then, I, looking at the rest of the league... You would have to say either Danger Mouse or Joby, I think, in my opinion. I mean, maybe you might disagree with me, and I'll come to you quickly on that. Um, you know, but I mean, Danger Mouse, we know what sort of player Danger Mouse is. You know, he can be a very good good player, and I think he's been quite unlucky in the last two seasons. Um, and Joby, Joby as well. Um, I mean, I, I'll come to you first quickly, Bertie. Just looking, um, you know, just looking at the league. Who do who do you think would go up um, with with Rhino? I think. Look, looking back, like Danger Mouse was a Prem player, uh, I think only two seasons ago. So he he, he had two successive relegations, hasn't he? So uh, I, I think, and he's he's a quality player. I, I think he will definitely be in contention for one of the places. And Wince was was nearly a Premiership player because in the season that uh, I got promoted, I ended up playing Wince in the playoffs, and uh, he should have beaten me, and he actually should have been in the Premiership instead of me. But in, instead, he ended up. Uh, uh, been stuck in the championship and he got relegated but he, he, those two guys I think they're just too good for that league and I think they will definitely get promoted uh, with Ryan I think that those those three those three guys are going to go I think Wins will win it out I think Wins is the best player of the three of them but I think they're the three guys that are going to go up Jam? 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of echo what what Bertie's just said then. I think any of the top four will go up, I think. Um, but, I mean, for me, I just want to touch on the other end of the table. I mean, we, we give him a bit of stick, obviously, on this podcast sometimes because of the, the play style. But Soggy Cabbages has lost all four games, which is no mean feat. Wiz Fox, I think, has lost all eight. Oh, no, sorry, no, he drew one game. Um, but Soggy has played four, conceded 13, and not scored a single goal in four games of FIFA, um, which for me, that's, that is just appalling. I think anybody can score against anybody. Um, even if, you know, even if we played a, played a pro player, we'd have a chance of scoring a goal. Um, so for him not to score a goal, I think that's, that is just atrocious, really. Um, well, yeah, I think that just, that definitely needs looking at. Well, as they say, you know, you've got to put the bus into, uh, into a forward motion to be able to go forward. Um, you know, I mean, maybe I don't know. I, I know. I think he, I think he's lost the keys to the bus, mate. I don't think he's got it in the right gear. I think that's I think yeah. that's the thing. Maybe it's stalled. Yeah, I, I think know. it really has. You know. Yeah, I, I think it may have stalled. We'll wait and see. Go on, Soggy. You know, you've got. I don't know. Who you've got next in the league, but uh, try and score a goal. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> He's going to say, no, that was giving me stick on the podcast. Right, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we'll move on to the League Cup now. Um, and we've started to sort of see um, a little bit of the layout in terms of the semi-finalists and the quarter-finalists. Um, I will just run through quickly the confirmed positions. So myself, I've managed to uh, find myself in the semi-final. Um, and I'm waiting on... I think you're in the quarterfinal jam and you're waiting on Jeff Anthony and Belonga. Um, well, was me played, and, wasn't it? Yeah, so, me and Belonga are playing um, possibly tomorrow night, I think it is, after okay, the uh, so, TFI. So there you go. So that's that's, uh, that's the quarter first quarterfinal in the top half of the bracket. And then obviously the winner of that game will face myself. Um, I'll just look quickly at the bottom half of the bracket. We've got Aaron in the bottom semi-final, um, and he's going to play either Paul Lowe's, Goldenbeard or Bertie who is uh, still in the cup competition. Um, I am. I'm playing, I'm playing Golden Beard tonight, actually. You're playing Golden Beard tonight. How are yeah. you? Um, did you fancy your chances on that? Um, well, he hasn't had a good start to the season. Uh, so I, 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 I think I, it could go either way. He's, he's one of those guys that I look at and I say, yeah, I can beat him, then he can beat me. Um, I was happy with my previous round. I, th- I think it beat Tans in the previous round, and that was a great victory for me because uh, Tans has always uh, been a tough opponent. So I was happy to get through that. I didn't actually expect to get through that. So I'm happy they've got where, where, where I've got them. To. So I think it's a 50-50 call on the Golden Beard game. So who knows? Jam, obviously you're playing Belonga tonight, um, or yeah, in the next day or two. Um, confident. Um, well, I guess you can't ever really be confident against someone like Blongo. You know, he's a good, he's a really, really good player. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, it it just depends. I mean, well, it depends how he does in this BFA as well. He might pick up, you know, the odd uh, the odd player. But no, I think yeah, I think I guess I'm relatively confident. Um, I would say that I think I've got a a decent chance of um of doing something but we just yeah you know, we just have to see how it works don't we at the end of the day um i think we uh, one thing i will say we're definitely in the the difficult bracket 100 percent um i think i can't remember who it was i think is it burger that's in the lower half maybe um it's someone anyway and they're, they're in they've got hardly anybody in competition but me and you and belonga and we've got yeah we've got a really tough 
tough run if we're going to get to the final. Um, but uh, but yeah, the League Cup's where it's at this season. You know, obviously the CC, the um, payments have been diminished um, to a flat two mil per uh, per fixture. So having the um, the League Cup, having a good run in that, you know, it's worth a lot of money now. Yeah. So it's really really important to make sure we're. Uh, we're managing that really, and um, like you say, go as far as we can, which which is my aim. Um, yeah. The CC again, I think I'm through in there. Um, so again, you know, we just see what happens. Hopefully, I'll uh, I'll pick up a little bit of silverware this season because, like you say, I don't think I'm going to win the league. Let's put it that way. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, we have to obviously we'll wait and see. Um, you know. Um, Obviously, I'm waiting on the winner of yourself and uh, Belonga. Always going to be an interesting game, you know, whether that's against you or Belonga. Um, so, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, what happens in that game with uh, with open eyes. Um, right, we move on from the League Cup and we walk to the transfers and BFAs. And, well, we're just, uh, it's, it's fitting that we come to this part of the uh, podcast at this time because... We are 20 seconds away from the BFA finishing. Um, 20 seconds, is that it, really? We are 20 seconds away, yes. So count I'll us look, down, Ash, count us down. I look forward, right, so 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, boom. Thanks and the BFA down, has finished. Thanks for counting me down, because I've just beat you. Thank you very much. Oh, you prat. <laughs> right. Hold on, someone beat me. Paul Lowe's has actually just beaten you as well. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, no, it didn't. Oh, no, that's devastating. Oh, well done, Paul. Oh. Well done. So what, who did he go? Who did he beat? Who, who, uh, did, who did you go for, lads? Yeah, pick your own rated player. Pick your oh. own rated player. Oh, oh, that's oh, Lord, that's Think of it as 45. That's 45 million, though, mate. You can look at elsewhere. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, we'll have a little look at those ones through in a minute. Um, I will just go through some of the recent transfers uh, that have come uh, of recently. So... Well, I mean, if we if we start, I mean, sorry to interrupt. I mean, if we start, I want to just put something right because I've had a little bit of flack today. Yeah. Um, people for the transfer that me and Rhino put through earlier on. Um, you know, I sort of traded um, Gnabry, who obviously I've had previously, and he's great. Obviously, don't get me wrong. Um, but I traded him for Richarlison in a in a straight swap. Um, but you know it's you know it's one of those things. I, I don't really mind. I think that Richarlison's someone I've been after for a while. Um, so I have absolutely no problem. You know, possibly doing myself out of a little bit of business there. Um, and it's proven. I mean, the friendlies I've played today, he scored a lot of goals. So I'm I'm really happy with it. And regardless of what people think, I'm I'm good. I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my opinion on my opinion on that is that uh, like I've uh, I've actually had uh, a Serge Gnabry when I, uh, we played the previous league. Uh, I had Hoffenheim, so he was one of the, he was a Hoffenheim player at the time, and he was amazing. I used to love playing with him. And uh, about oh, whenever about two months ago or a month ago, when Jam sold him to uh, to Riverman, I think I was absolutely stunned. I thought uh, any time I played Jan, it used to be a handful, and I couldn't believe that you sold him to uh, to Riverman for uh, I can't remember the, the part of the deal. Uh, and then I couldn't believe uh, when Riverman sold him back to you because um, he he was always fantastic for Riverman, and mm. uh, that was last Saturday. And then I go and look, uh, and uh, lo and behold, he's gone to um, to Rhino, but haven't played Rhino with Richarlison an awful lot. I. I 
Richarlison will get the ball out and kind of coming in from the wing and I think, okay, he's not doing anything here. And all of a sudden, it's into far corner. He's mm. just an amazing player. And I think if you, if you haven't played against him, you might think, oh, that's a bit of a, 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 he's a bit overrated. But he's actually an overpowered player in the game. And, and I looked at it and I thought, yeah, that's pretty okay. So I couldn't believe the, the, the flack you were getting, to be honest with you, because in my opinion, they're very similar players. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's you know, yeah, it's one of those things. Again, they are very similar. I think some people look at the ratings and don't look at the player sometimes, um, yeah, which you know a lot of people can be guilty of. I agree. Um, yes, right. I will just have a quick look at some of the. Uh, as I said, but we'll have a quick. Look I think at people have learned. I think there's only one person who's gone after eight o'clock, and that's Payne Wales. Yes. Last week we had about five or six, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just have a little look at the uh, BFAs that we've had tonight. Uh, I've just noticed one that's been uh, touted around on the shout box a little bit. Malian has just got Andre Silva for forty million, mm. and he's Brandon. over. He, the, the next bid beyond the behind that was two million on Riverman. Yeah, Riverman. I mean, it's one of those things, though, isn't it? I think you look at it, and I, I don't know. I have absolutely no problem myself. When it comes to um, sort of you know bidding, um, I don't know you know bidding what I think a player's worth. You know if I if I overspend by, I mean I, I regularly outbid myself. Mm. Um, <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, because I think you know if if you want the player, go in go in hard for him and and do it. Um, but yeah, depends. You know, it depends what people's people's opinion is. There's some, I mean, there were some great players up for tonight though. Some really really good players. Except for my fear now is that I want the buy one get one free with 55 million, which is a kind of a fair enough price really. But <laughs> my fear is that uh, there was one buy one get one free last season. Do you remember that? Was it was it a buy one? No, no it was yeah. actually, uh, <laughs> and it didn't go too well. So I'm a bit nervous uh, to see what's going to happen with those. Well, the, my only experience of a buy one get one free actually benefited you in the end because I had um, an what's amazing that? buy one get one free. Yeah, Jose Martinez yeah. and Emre Chan. Which yeah. you know that's that's a and I think that cost me sixty six million or something like that. So that was a steal. Um, but and I, uh, I bought I bought Josef off you for thirty eight million at the time, mm. which was a, a fairly reasonable price. And uh, I had had uh, Josef in a previous fantasy league. I, I absolutely love the guy. Like I follow at. Uh, Atlanta when they're playing in the MLS now because of him I watched the MLS final I mean I absolutely love the guy and I was thrilled to be able to get him and he, he he's a vital player in my season, in my in my team but um so I was happy to get him off you to be honest with you and thanks for that Jim yeah no problem I mean you can return the favor when we find out who your bound on freeze are <laughs> we might do we if might there's do. someone you don't want then um then I'll have first dibs yeah I will look favorably on your offer thank you very much <laughs> anyway we've gone off we've gone off peace lads Ash, Ash wants to bring it back we've gone off peace um yeah right let's just I'll just have a look at some of the transfers that we've had in the last few days and I've just noticed the one um, that was going through earlier today and that's from Danger Master Bry. Kevin Prince Boateng, who was obviously 81 rated, just signed for Barcelona, and I think Danger Mouse won him last night in the League One BFA. Um, 45 million. Mm, yeah, I got me. I looked twice at that one. I what, really what, did. What, what do you think on that, Jeff? Uh, for me, I don't. The guy, he's kind of. If you play him at Cam, I think he'll be great because he's not got a lot of pace, but he's got good finishing, good passing. You know, he's he's quite strong on the ball. 
I think um, he's got all the attributes to play, you know, that sort of not leading the line role, um, which maybe, you know, that's what Brian needs. He's got Benedetto, he's got Callum Wilson. Maybe that's what he needs just behind them guys. Um, but for me, I don't know. You know, he did. Uh, what did Mouse buy him out of curiosity in the BFA? How much did he pay? Uh, it was twenty million, I think. Was twenty it? million? Mm, okay. So yeah, not not a bad night's work then, really. Once you did take away the um, early sale fees, made about twenty million profit. So yeah. it's not bad at all. Yeah, thirty. Would you have paid forty-five million for Bowen? Um, I I wouldn't have paid paid that much. But people pay strange prices for players like I I I, I had Benedetto in a previous league, and Bry I think paid something like a hundred and ten million for him uh, yeah. in, in a BFA. So like you, you just don't know what what people are going to play pay for the guys. Like I, I agree with Cham. I think I think. Um, he he's a perfect cam. Like he's got he's got great shot power. He's got good long shots. He's got good skills, and he's got good attacking stats. So he, he is a good player. He's probably not worth forty five million, but he, he, he a cam. It all depends on the formation you play. A cam can be your most vital player, and to pay and to pay for that guy to kind of run your show, he might be worth it for the for for, for you. You know. So um, I don't know. The time will tell. Obviously, time will tell. It's, yeah. it's actually it's actually kind of weird as well because the deal in a, in a really weird way, um, I think it it could be great but it could be also catastrophic because he could have you know he could almost do like an Arda Turan you know he's gone to Barcelona is he going to even get a game? Does it rely on someone getting injured for him to get a game you know in real life? Therefore, is he going to get loads of downgrades and you know or the other option is if someone does get injured at Barcelona and he's playing week in week out in one of the best teams that's going to win the league. You know, it could be an absolute masterstroke. So, I think, again, it's, it's definitely one to watch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we've had this debate before. You know, so people will play what they feel they value players at. Um, you know, what I might value a player at, other people will disagree. And, you know, that's what part that's part of the market and that's what makes it interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, if, uh, if if Boateng goes and scores a load of goals for Briar or sets, gets a load of assists and does well for him, then it'll be 45 million well spent. Um but yeah, I mean, Mouse must be really happy that um, you know twenty million profit, be rolling in it, you know. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be happy with that. Um, right, we will move on. I don't know how long we've been talking for. Um, we'll move on now to some listeners' questions um, that have come in from people. Um, I will obviously some of them are for um, directed to Bertie, and some of them are just in general. Um, so. I'll read out the question and then I'll tell you who obviously has asked it. And then we'll find out from both of you uh, your thoughts. So first question. Oh, hold on. The first question is comes for um, from Malian. Um, and it's in regarding timed finishing. So there was a debate on the shout box the other day. Um, and the question is, or should I say the statement was, I would like to get your opinions on the time finishing finesse shots debate. Now, I absolutely loved them. It's an addition to the game, which I really like, probably because I have learned how to do it. It's got me goals from crazy situations. Why do you think people moan about it so much? Why don't they just learn and do it too? I played someone tonight and scored 10 goals in two league games, and I was messaged that I scored 7 out of 10 out of them from finesse shots. I don't know who that was against, but anyway. So, time finishing, finesse shots. Um, Bertie, is it something that you've tried to learn? since the game launched be full of admiration for someone that, that will go and 
conquer a skill and master it and use it in the game. But what you often find is that people will complain about the stuff that they can't do. So, like, you, if you have loads of skill moves and you, you, you maybe do some beautiful skills and cut inside and have a shoot and score, people will mourn the fact that, oh, you're skilling because they can't do it. Or if you have a load, if you're mastered low-driven shot, you know, people will mourn, oh, you score all your goals with low-driven low shots. Or Phil is a master of the long shot, like, and uh, Phil Riverman. And uh, if he scores, people mourn that, oh, he's always shooting from outside the area. But it's a skill. And ma these guys have mastered these skills, and they should be admired for it. And there's no point in mourning. If you, if, if you think that the skill is so overpowered, why don't you learn it? So I'd be full of admiration for, for, for Malian. For he, he's probably the only one that I've seen that has really mastered it. And fair play to him. And if he scores 20 goals with it in a game against me, I'll say, yeah, well done, but, you know, that's my opinion on it. Jam? Yeah, I mean, again, it's a difficult one. I think when I'm playing Malian and, you know, with, with league teams, you know, at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're all mates on here sort of thing. It doesn't really bother me too much. Even in, you know, even in league games, it wouldn't really bother me as much. Um, when it really bothers me is if I ever sort of have a foray into uh, ultimate team and I mean Malian at least he does try and switch things up he doesn't always attempt them. I mean yeah seven out of ten times he will try it and he'll, you can see him trying to work the angle to make it happen but uh, but you know sometimes you just play someone online and all they ever do is do that bloody finesse shot and I think it just the frustrating thing is I mean it just becomes monotonous every game you play ends up being the same game over and over and over again because you're just constantly trying to defend against the same thing. And for me, I'd rather mix the game up and have a bit of fun, you know, move it round and, and not do the same thing all the time. So I guess the short answer would be it doesn't bother me that he does it. It bothers me that it's a, a big thing in the game and it is so overpowered. But you, you're absolutely right, um, Bertie. If, if it's there and you can do it, absolutely, you know, more power to you if you can do it because it means you're going to win. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, we look at last season, um, you know, or I think it was the season before when um, Subs mastered the low-driven shot and, you know, won the league of it. Um, you know, obviously, it is a big thing, this FIFA. I think there is a patch coming at some point in the next week or two that's going to calm them down um, and not make them so overpowered. But, yeah, I mean, it's a skill. You know, I mean, I didn't blast uh, Subs. You know, I mean, I was... He won the. He, he was he was excellent at the low driven, and you know ninety percent of his goals that he scored came from low driven shots. But you know, if anything, it was more envy of the fact that he knew how to do it and he got it down to a tee, and other people didn't. Um, you know, so again, if you manage to master the finesse shot, um, then fair play to you. You know, you've learned, you've gone out, you've learned the skill, um, you've learned the new feature of the game, and you know it, it is fair play. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if people, you know, people want to learn it and people do learn it, then they become good at it and then they'll be joining in the club. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you score a goal because you've learned the skill, well done, fair play. So uh, yeah, you've got nothing to worry about, Malian. We've, uh, we, here on the podcast, we've got your back. <laughs> right, I'll move on to the next question. And this is a, this is a two-part question, so I will just talk the first part um, and then the second one, this has come from Berger. Do you think there should be an ideas section on the site for members? I, I presume that's for like, you know, ideas to bring into the leagues and um, I suppose the site in general, really. Um, Jam, what do you think? Um, oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I think 
it kind of goes back to last season and um, and someone who's not really sort of obviously on the site anymore in in Jay Lizzle. Um, you know, I mean, he he had so so many ideas that he would always throw forward, and ninety nine percent were just horseshit. You know, they, they were horrendous, and there would be more you know effort than it's worth and, and things like that. But one of the ideas that he did put forward, you know, we we now have in place the fact that if someone spanks a player, you can buy them back for a, a fee. Um, and I think you know that's a really 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 good addition to the site because again, Tan Tan's being the example, someone who maybe I would spank and not think to put up for sale, you know, I could maybe spank that person. Tans might think, oh, do you know what? They'll do a job in my team. And then, you know, he can then go pick them up for a relatively nominal fee. I think that particular, there's a bit of a loophole in that particular idea because people are just now doing a pre-spank sale and saying, right, give me one Scudo. It works both ways. Um, but uh, but you know, ultimately, it's there and it's, it's not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, it depends because I think... If it's not broke, don't fix it. And ultimately, I don't think there's anything that really needs to change. Um, I think you know people whinge about tax and and the money in the league and you know how it's shot up already. But you can see with one BFA, you know once Mark, once Marcus processes all these payments, the money's going to shoot straight back down again. So I don't I don't see it being a problem myself. Um, for me, maybe, but I don't see what addition it would really bring. Bertie. Well, I think uh, while there isn't an ideas section as such, the two main games on the site would be FIFA and the, the golf. And at the end of every season, usually Marcus or whoever's in charge of the golf uh, put up uh, like you know any ideas for the next day. So they look at the review the season and say, look, is there anything that we can actually uh, do to improve the way that you know the league is run? And I think that's the opportunity for everyone to do it. Like, it, it, and it's probably the ideal opportunity when. Nope. Who's it still there? Have we lost Bertie? Have we lost him? Oh well, this never happens. This see, this is what happens when you get someone from a foreign country. <laughs> Someone's rolled up his caravan and drove him away. Yeah. Oh, Honest no. to God. Do oh, you know no. what? We'll, we'll we'll carry on. Yeah. We'll carry on. Even yeah, though but... I think most of the questions were directed at Bertie after this, which is uh, not ideal. No. Um. I mean, Ash, if you were. Uh, if you try getting back, and we'll uh, we'll just waffle through the next minute or so. Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, um, so, sorry, mean, my, my my mic cut out there, lads. Oh, his mic. Oh, he was here. Oh, he was here. All right. It's that dodgy Irish mic. I was in midstream. Yeah, I was in midstream. The dodgy <laughs> Irish internet fell down. Yeah. Um, carry on, Bertie, as you were. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so basically, I, th- I think the opportunity is there all along for for uh, for to put your uh, ideas in at the end of the seasons, and that's perfectly good. I don't think we need anything more than that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, leading on, with the increasing squad sizes and some good players that don't get used, could there be a loan market? Um, I- I'm sure we've. I'm sure this question's been asked before by someone um, uh, before for the podcast. I'll just say quickly on that, no, I'm not in favour of that at all, um, just purely because I don't know how well it would work. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on a potential loan market. Bertie, I'll, I'll start with you this time around. I think there's absolutely zero need for for this at all, because like, if you want a... like Some players you can get actually relatively cheap, and if you want to buy a player... You know, like a good player, like for example, I sold uh, Plia to, which I got off you, Ash. Um, um, 
Payne Wales expressed an interest in him, and I saw him, you know, he tried him out in loads of friendlies. Like that's your opportunity if you want to buy if you want to buy a player. So he tried him out in loads of friendlies. He loved the guy and he bought him. And I ended up we ended up doing a deal. Uh, so I think if you if you want to buy if you're interested in a player, like it's not like like real life where you maybe want to take him on loan for six months to see how he does. You just you know trial him in uh, friendlies, and you know if you want him, go and buy him. If you don't, there's no need for a loan system at all. That's my take on it. Jim. Yep, absolutely fine. Um, agree with both you guys. I think um, as much as, again, it's one of those sort of ideas maybe that you could put forward, what's the point? I think, you know, um, it depends. I, I don't know if, um, obviously I've not seen the actual question sort of PM'd across to you, Ash. Um, my only thing would be whether or not he's confusing it, loans as in loaning a player or loans in loaning money. Um, because I know that's something you guys did have before. Yeah. Um, was you know sort of a loan of Scudo, which for me as well, it's just a, it just takes the piss. Yeah. How how could you know like see like tonight for example, you know if you if the rest of the BFAs were all sort of you know seventy seven seventy six and whatever, and say I went and spent all my money, say fifty million on the, those BFAs a week ago, and now I've got five million this week, and say I don't know, Rhino or Bertie had five million, but they opt to go get a loan. You know, to take part in this one, it just it just doesn't seem fair. Um, if it is a monetary loan that he's on about, um, that's just silly. And again, yeah, I, I, the, the, I think the player. A, I think it's players. Yeah, the, a, the player loan yeah. thing again. It's just it's a good idea, but nobody would really use it, and it'd be something that somebody would have to look after for the sake of it. Like it would just it would just be pointless. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, right, the next couple of questions are directed to Bertie, and uh, you could have a very good guess who these have come from. Um, so I'll, uh, question number one is what were you thinking when you were stood over that put in the 18th in the crucial Ryder Cup match against Big B and does your bottle usually go in these situations that's definitely come from Rhino and uh, the honest answer is I was shitting myself uh, the thing about the golf game is that it, it actually it replicates golf real life golf very very well so like when you 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 actually swing at the ball which using your left or right stick depending how you do it and if you if if you don't make that go in a straight line you you know you're going to uh, you're going to miss and if you if you go too quick too too slowly on it it also affects if your tempo is poor it affects the way the ball goes into the hole so it, it's it, it is a game where if you're nervous it will manifest itself in, in in your hands and you'll actually make a poor stroke. And my weakness is putting and I was shit myself over the putt and I missed it. And uh, Brian got a deserved half in a great game. It was a great game with Brian. Uh, and um, uh, it was a draw because I missed the putt. But, uh, but can I just say, uh, there's no question that um, uh, nerves play a big part in the golf game. And it, there was no game that is really short more than the game between Joe and uh, Rhino, which was probably the game of the tournament because they're, they're probably recognized as being the two best golf players on the site uh, currently. And it, they came down to the last hole, which was, it's a tough hole. Uh, it's a par four, which means they should go in in four shots. And 90% of the time they would shoot in four shots. And the odd time they might shoot it in five shots. But both of them, were so nervous, and they both screwed it up so badly, they went around in six shots. Like, Rhino put his, his, his first shot into the water, and Joe, he, I don't know how he plundered a six out of it, but he did. And that was just nerves. So, 
I was nervous over the last over the last hole, and there's no question that Joe and uh, Rich were as well. And I'm sure many of the other guys once they get down to got down to the stretch, it's just part of the game. It's a great part of the game. You know, you can't be. You got to be confident in your in your in your stroke. You know. So there you go. So I was nervous. <laughs> um, question number two. Um, obviously, I'm sure you'll understand. You'll understand what this means. Um, a dark night in Dublin. A stranger knocks on your door and shouts through your letterbox, Big Willie, I want Big Willie off you. I am not leaving until I get Big Willie Vanquir. What do you do? <laughs> I call Jaminator and ask him, what do you do when someone calls to your place and asks you uh, with a demand note uh, to transfer someone? Because uh, Jaminator uh, actually had this uh, in the past. Uh, I, the Willie he's talking about is a, a guy called Willie Vancouver, which I had in a previous league, and uh, I think I actually transferred it to transferred him to Rhino. He he was a great player. So if Rhino came to my door, I'm sure like he he, he does with a lot of guys, he calls you and he convinces you because he's actually on your doorstep that you should be transferring him a player. I probably would end up transferring him to him. That's my answer. <laughs> he puts um, you under social pressure. It's not fair. Yes, he, came not into, fair. he came into my place of work holding a bloody brown envelope, dressed in a suit. People thought he was a fucking drug dealer or something. <laughs> <laughs> all oh. true. All true. <laughs> um, and finally, the last one from Rhino that's directed to you, Bertie, is at 10 p.m. on a cold winter's night, you have a choice. A nice cup of tea from Mrs. Bertie or a rare win against Rhino at FIFA? What do you choose? Well, my wife is always making me tea, uh, and I don't win that much against Rhino, so it definitely will be the win against Rhino. <laughs> yeah. Can I uh, can I just interject one second, boys? So, Bertie, I don't know if you're on the site or not, but I your am. mysteries have been re- revealed. Oh, go on. So you've got uh, Andreas Christensen, the centre-back at Chelsea. Oh yeah, okay. So He's 80, okay. 80 rated youngster, not bad. Not, and not then bad. for me, I am absolutely breathing a massive sigh of relief because I'm so glad Paul Lowe's outbid me. Um, Ash, out of curiosity, without looking, who would you have picked for you? Pick your own player. Um, there's a centre back that plays for a, uh, I think he's Porto, um, Edo Militao. No, you couldn't have had him because William's got him. Oh, is he? Oh, oh, then I wouldn't have known. I would have oh, actually okay. had a little look. So I actually was going to pick the guy that Marcus had pre-picked for Bertie's second mystery. So, And I had no one else in reserve. So the second mystery is Inaki Williams, the, uh, oh, the striker the that plays for Bill Bell. Another Spanish guy. Yes, I yeah. know him. So, yeah, um, he's a good player. He's a yeah, good so, player. So step into my office, Bertie. Yeah, uh, we, we could be talking later on, Jaminator. Yeah. We could be talking. Well, later. let's do it now before Rhino gets his claws into you. <laughs> let's do it live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, great um, great uh, two for one that, mate. Really, really good. Well done. It was. I'm, ha- I'm happy with those. I'm happy you, you'll with make your money back pretty much on William straight away. I'm sure I will. Well, I hope I will. I uh, might have to try him out. Uh, he might displace uh, some of my stars. Well, have to see. Um, just quite the last listener's question we got. Uh, again, was from Rhino, but it's for both of you. Uh, I have it on good authority that you have both been rhinoed. What is that like? And should members be afraid? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I think for me, I had to pass him off as a family friend because I think it was one of those things where you can't really have that conversation with people you're meant to be professional with. Oh, who's that guy that just turned up? Oh, yeah, he's just a 45-year-old bloke or however old he is that I play FIFA with on a night. You know, it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit of a weird conversation to have. Um, 
but uh, but no, yeah, do you know it was it was fair enough, and um, it was you know at the end of the day he, he called in while he was up there, which you know I'd happily I'd, I'd happily sit with anybody from the site, and you know it's my my aim to uh, get to the next meetup, um, whether it be this year or when I don't know where I'm at really calendar wise, but um, it'd probably be later on this year I'm guessing uh, when everyone goes to Eurogamer, it'd be uh, it'd be lovely to get down and see everybody. Um, Bertie, how did it feel for you? Uh, well, with me, he, he comes over every so often on business t- to Dublin and uh, he let me know he was coming over and we said, well, what would we do? We go have a few points or something like that. And uh, I said, well, look, at, why don't you just call to my house? We play some FIFA, and we play some golf, and, you know, we might as well have a chat. So he says, yeah. So I, I gave him my address uh, on WhatsApp and that was grand. He was working late. It was about maybe half nine when I was expecting him out and there was no sign of him. I thought this is very strange. And uh, what actually happened was when I t- when I WhatsApped him my address, I had somehow managed to give him the wrong number of the house. So he called on a <laughs> he called on a house looking for a Bertie. He didn't know my surname. He was uh, they didn't they thought this was the weirdest thing about. It. He says, "How do you know this guy? I, I know I know him from Xbox." So he, oh, they thought this was the funniest thing ever. So. It ended up he rang me and I, I, we were, I was out walking the roads and so lo and behold I finally met this guy coming towards me with his phone in his hand and it was Rhino and we played some FIFA and my wife made us some tea and we had a great chat and uh, he, I'm sure we'll do it again when he comes over to Dublin but he's, go, he's good fun as Rhino. Just, uh, just be thankful it was his phone in his hand, that's all I'm going to say. That's all he had. Moving on, uh, we're going to do a quick getting to know Bertie segment. So I've got five quick questions um, that I'm going to throw over to you, Bertie, um, and obviously just answer them however you wish. So obviously, well, the first question is pretty damn obvious. Your name? My name is Bertie Smith, would you believe? Yeah, there we go. Bertie is called Bertie. What do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm an accountant with a motor uh, franchise. Uh, I've been there a long time. I've been there nearly 30 years, so and I like my job, so I don't think I'm moving anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair enough. How long have you been a FIFA player for? Uh, I'm not quite sure how long I've actually played. I've probably played FIFA since um, I had... Um, I first got my Xbox uh, about 2006, uh, the, an Xbox 360, and... Um, I used to play mostly Madden in those days, but Madden takes a long time to play. So, but I would have got FIFA and played it casually, uh, you know, in the early FIFAs around that time. But uh, I really only started playing league FIFA around 2010, 2011, something like that. So I've been kind of playing leagues on and off since then. So, not, not never been really good. Kind of, I, I was always at the bottom of the leagues, and I've gradually kind of moved my way up. So I'm kind of about middle of the stream now. But uh, never, I'll never be brilliant at it. But I, I love. Getting on at night, partying up with ten or twelve guys and just playing round robin games. They're just that's just fun. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely. Um, name one feature you'd like to see on AG. It's a bit of a tricky one, really, but that is a tricky one. I I, I don't really know. I think that like from the, the sites that I've previously been involved with, there's a lot of good stuff on uh, AG that I like. Like the bookies, is, uh, the bookies is good. I, I like the way that they do the golf and the and the, and the FIFA and the boat. Uh, you know, boat well promoted on the site. Um, there's nothing really that I think that I would like to to see on it. I think it's a great site, and I'm absolutely delighted to be. I get great enjoyment out of it. So there's nothing I'd like to see. That's really really good to hear. Um, and finally, the, uh, in terms of the question for you, uh, name one person you'd like to hear on the podcast. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's a good question. Uh, who would I like to hear on the podcast? So you've actually had some good guests on. I would have said Phil was a good one to get on, but you you had him on a couple of times, I think, and he's been really, really good. Uh, you had Marcus on. I think I think having Marcus on is good because he, he gives you good insight to to what's happening. Maybe, maybe Joe. Maybe get Joe on. Joe yeah, I was just going to say, I think I think Joe. I think Joe would be a good person to have on the podcast, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting choice. Um, well, we'll wait and see for a future podcast. Um, right, we'll move on to the final segment of the podcast, um, and that is, of course, the golf club. Uh, now, last weekend came the conclusion of the Ryder Cup. Uh, you were vice captain of the Southern uh, the Southern Gigolos, as you've called yourselves. Uh, I was. And you won nine to five against the Northern Monkeys. Um, Obviously, you know, congratulations are in order on the uh, on you. the win. Were you confident from the start of it, looking at the two teams? I, I think if it, on paper, if you looked at the two teams before uh, we started out, you'd say that the, the Southern team did did look stronger. But like on the day, you just never know. And uh, in the foursomes matches, which was the first, so the foursomes basically uh, you were you're teed up with another partner, so you're in a pair, and you played every second shot. And it, it was quite nerve-wracking because it, it could be maybe two minutes before you played your shot. And as I said to you before, it's a very nerve-wracking game to play, and you need to get into a rhythm. And it was very difficult to get into a rhythm. And after the foursomes, the North led to one. So like that, that really showed that it could go anyway. Um, in the four balls, which you play as a pair and you play the better score of each play, player plays out and you play the best score on your team on the whole, um, that was uh, very successful uh, for the South and they won all three of those and they got into a 4-2 lead, which they never really lost. And the singles, what they did in the singles was really an, an excellent uh, thing in that they tried to put the guys on each team in the order in which they... Would be would have been ranked in ability, and it made for some fantastic matches. And like as I said, uh, alluded to previously, the top match was between Joe and Rhino. That was a tremendous viewing, you know, tremendous, tremendous match. Uh, I also tied with Bertie, or sorry, with with Bry, and like there were there were other very tight games, like Paul and Wellesley was tight, Berger and Bobank were tight. So, so there's a lot of tight games. There's only when we came down to the bottom of the of the list that. Uh, that Buncey beat uh, Worm very well and uh, a Riverman beat Harry very well. But I, I think uh, it was a very successful event, mainly, I think, because of the fact that uh, everyone got involved in Mixer. So you had, when there was a match going on, you had maybe the four participants and you also had the uh, maybe six or seven guys in the party and guys that maybe wouldn't necessarily use mics, try to use mics for it. It was it was a great event because of that and everyone everyone embraced it and it, it definitely will happen again, I think. It, it was very successful. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looked like it was uh, really successful. Um, and, I mean, you talked about the stream in there, uh, Mixer, um, and it's really, really good to see lots of people using that on the site. I mean, not just for the golf, but FIFA as well. Um, you know, um, it is really, really good to see. Just quickly, uh, on, on obviously uh, you, the cap. I mean, I don't know if that was your your decision or uh, the captain's kit choice. Yeah, I, I'm known for being uh, big into my kits in uh, in the game. You can design your own kits, and I'm constantly. You can design them for casual play. You can design five kits, and I'm always. I always have different kits. Um, 
And if you ever want to get sick, all you got to do is look at Joe's kid because he's got the most ugliest fist jumper you could have ever imagined. <laughs> it's horrendous, lads. You just have to see it to believe it. But uh, yeah, I, I selected the kit and basically I went with the, with the main, the, 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 the jumper t-shirt was, was an England red. So we went with England red and we had a, a kind of a white collar and a white cap kind of nod to England. And then in a nod to, there was uh, obviously uh, a Welsh guy and there was uh, myself. So we had a green trousers. So it was a bit of kind of a cross between where we were all from. So that's where I came up with the kit. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, is there anyone that surprised you when you were teeing off? Um, oh, I thought Golden Beard was phenomenal. Uh, Golden Beard... Uh, he, he played the, the previous version of the game and he's only come back to play the, the, the current version recently and he was using the pro clubs. Like the beginner clubs are very are pretty forgiving. The pro clubs, everyone kind of spars to try and play them because, it, it, you know, when you master them, it's, it's very, it makes for a very enjoyable experience. And Golden Beard was just phenomenal. He, he basically, he, 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 he had a, a winning combination with Rhino in the foursomes. He had a winning combination um, with Wiz Fox in the four balls, and he won. Uh, he won his singles match as well. So he was the only person I think that had a three and zero victory, uh, three and zero, zero record in the whole Ryder Cup. He he was just phenomenal. I know he's good, but he, I was really impressed by him. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Um, just moving quickly away from the Ryder Cup, uh, but still obviously talking about the golf club. What is your favourite course on the golf club? Well, my my favorite course. That, that's a kind of difficult one, really. I I I love playing. Uh, I love playing the Belfry because it is a, like it, uh, you guys. You're not golfers in the, in the game, and they recreate the real life golf uh, courses fantastically. They're just so like the real course. It's phenomenal, and to actually play the Belfry is just to actually play it is just fantastic in the in the game um i, I had a good experience i'm i'm an, an avid real life golfer anyway and uh in in the game i was able to play on a sunday play a place called druid's Glen. it's my favorite golf club in ireland to play and the following day i came home and i was able to tee it up and the course was exactly as I had played it the previous day. It's my favorite course in Ireland. And that's, the, that, that's what one of the attractions of it. And another attraction is that because there's so many uh, courses on it that I, I watch the golf now on a Sunday night from the PGA. And you can actually go and tee up and play and practice on the course that they're actually going to play the weekend. And when they have the shots on a Sunday evening, you, you know what they're, what they're facing because you've probably been in that position if you if you play the course. It, that, that's, that's one of the real attractions of the game. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, what would you like to see done on AG in the future when it comes to the golf club? Um, I, I think that the, the AG... Uh, society we have is fantastic we uh, like often with games when they come out everyone gets them everyone plays them and then over time people drift away you know apart from fifa but on a lot of other games people just drift away from them but surprisingly with the golf game we we've actually been picking up players as we go along and that that, that i think is fantastic and as long as that continues that's superb and i think a lot of the credit must go to welza and rhino who run a fantastic uh, little tour for us you know so I, I don't think i'd change anything i think it's very successful and the guys do a great job yeah 
Yeah, no, they really do. And uh, uh, fair play to uh, Wells and Rhino for everything you run with the golf club because uh, it is that second game that, that we've um, been looking for on AG. You know, other than FIFA, we've now got the golf club and it's uh, hugely successful, as you've uh, as you've said. So uh, well well done to the members and uh, a really well good well done to uh, Wells and Rhino for, um, you know, getting that going and uh, offering that out. Um, right. Right. Uh, that comes to the end of the podcast because uh, we have gone well over an hour now. Um, so um, we will say goodbye in our own special way. So Jam, if you want to, uh, if you're still here, if you want to uh, say goodbye to the uh, to the listeners. Sorry, what? No, no, I'm joking. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, no, no. It's fascinating listening to you about the golf as well, but because again, it's something I might end up getting back into. I did like it before, but you should just stress me out. Um, again, like I say, it's very realistic. Uh, so yeah, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thanks for Bertie for coming on. Been a pleasure. Um, and don't you know? Don't forget, guys, as well. You know, we really want listeners' questions. We really want um, you know guests for the show. Um, so you know, just please, please do come on if you're interested. Get in touch with me, Ash, Joby, whoever, and I would love to uh, have you on. See you later, Bertie. Um, first of all, thanks guys for having me on. I'm a big podcast fan. In real life, I, I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm way to work. I'm way home in the gym. No matter where I am, I'm listening to podcasts. And I always look out for your guy. You, you do it very well, and fair play to you. It makes. It's one of the aspects of the site that I think is fantastic. And uh, I was absolutely delighted to come on and uh, make some contribution. And maybe you might have me back on again at some stage. But thanks very much, guys. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, And from myself, thank you very much all for listening. And goodbye.